0: Welcome to the Real Estate Raw Show hosted by Joe Mendoza. Hi, guys. Joe Mendoza here in sunny San Diego. Welcome to my show. Thanks so much for watching, subscribing, and spreading the good word. Ladies and gentlemen, today from Denver, Colorado, we have Andrea Wiley who's going to bring it. All right. She's got an incredible story. Started about 15 years ago, is an author of A Time to Profit, great book there. I believe it's on Amazon. She'll verify everything I say. Uh, She's done fix and flips, some wholesaling. She does coaching. Exciting to have her on the show. Miss Andrea Wiley, how are you?
1: I'm great. So excited to be here and with everyone else.
0: Absolutely. And also, I forgot to mention, you are a current president of the Kiwanis group in your local area, is that correct?
1: Yes, I am. I'm serving my fifth term as club president. Uh, they joke that it might be a, a presidency for life, but it's a great organization. We do amazing things in our community.
0: All right, so let's jump right in, okay? All right. All right, bring it. So before real estate, what was Andrea doing?
1: Um, Actually, I was kind of in real estate. I actually, um, went to college, uh, got a degree in business. And in college, I was actually recruited by accident. I ran into a um, gentleman that was at the college trying to recruit engineers to build houses here in Denver. And he didn't have any success getting anybody signed up or whatever for his interviews. And I was like, oh, I can help. I'll find some people. And I uh, told him to order pizza and give me an hour. And I filled up his interview schedule. And um, pretty much he came back to me and said, do you want a job? And I said, I don't know anything about building houses. And next thing you know, I graduate college, moved to Denver, and I um, worked in the home building industry, did pretty much everything from warranty, construction, sales, marketing, all of that before I dove into real estate on my own. So I, I was right. already in the door, but it's different uh, working with brand new homes that everything's new and beautiful and fresh. Then you go look at some of these flip houses that you're going to do and they're sketchy, dirty, gross. It, it took a little bit to get my head wrapped around how that how that world was going to work. I didn't have the vision right away, but it, it came to me eventually.
0: Nice, nice. So uh, we were talking a little bit before the show. You had a mentor that helped you out, but prior to, you were just trying anything, everything under the sun, and was it a pretty picture?
1: No, it was so ugly. I, uh, it was funny. Being in the industry, my husband's like, we can do this. You know, he's passionate about constantly learning and growing and all these different things. And he um, read a Carnegie book that said 90% of millionaires made their wealth or held their wealth in real estate. So obviously that's what we need to do. And we jumped in, didn't really know the right way to run numbers. It was 2005, 2006, you know, you couldn't lose until you lost. And, you know, just just kind of struggled at first. You know, we tried to do a whole bunch of different things, but never stuck with anything long enough to make it successful. Racked up a crazy amount of debt. Um, back then, they were giving you money if you could fog a mirror. And um, we could fog a mirror, and we had credit cards and credit lines up over $200,000 wow. of bad debt. Not. Not like, hey, student loan or house, or it was just bad debt. And, you know, it was one of those things we had to make the decision, like, are we going to make this work or not? And we decided we needed training. And so we signed up for some courses, figured out what the heck we were doing. And then um, truly my advice is pick a swim lane, you know, figure out what it is that you're going to do and focus on that. Don't try to do too much right out of the gate or you won't get anywhere. You won't get to the other side of the pool. So. That's my advice for he starting out.
0: Pick, pick swim lane, right?
1: Yep, pick a swim lane. You know, you don't need to be all over the pool, get in one lane and go until you get some success and some results and then you can branch out from there. But, but you know, define what it is that you wanna do, what strategy and work it hard instead of as soon as you hit an obstacle, well, I'm gonna try something else that's easier because it'll be hard too.
0: So let's dive a little bit deeper, you know, prior to <laughs> you really getting it together in that swim lane, were you doing some fix and flips, some wholesales, buying holds? What were you doing exactly?
1: Um, We were pretty much trying the fix and flip world. Um, We um, didn't have the right contractors in place. You know, again, it seemed like it should be easy and it just wasn't. So we just took on way more than we could handle. We also invested in a couple of deals with other people. Um, one of the one of the deals was uh, fractionals, which is like timeshares, but kind of even more complicated and dumber. Um, again, in theory, it's great. In reality, insurance wise, all of that it, it just doesn't work out very well. Um, so we invested a lot of money in that, and it completely fell apart and foreclosed. And we had nothing but a piece of paper that said, "Hey, this is a promissory note that." When something gets foreclosed on and you don't have a lien or a mortgage on it, you're pretty much stuck with toilet paper, which is important right now.
0: (laughs) Great analogy. (laughs) (laughs) So you found this mentor and what were Mm -hmm. some of the big realizations like, man, I should have hired a mentor a long time ago.
1: Um, I think it was just knowing what steps to follow. I think anybody can do this and you don't necessarily need a mentor to do this, but if you can follow the path of somebody else before, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's okay to follow in somebody else's footsteps. So I, um, I, I think we just really learned our only option at that point in time was to wholesale. We really had to wholesale. When you have no money, nobody's gonna give us more credit. Um, and you have this debt, you need to start making deals happen. And I think honestly, wholesaling, number one, it did make us money uh, with no out of money pocket. Beyond that, you know, we learned a lot about real estate, like how transactions actually work, what other people look for in deals, you know, what what are the steps needed to be successful? And honestly, that's kind of what we became amazing at is going out and finding the right deal. And um, that's truly what's led to where we are in our business today. So, again, wholesaling was key, um, but then just working the systems consistently. I think that's a huge thing that people miss out on too is the consistency of it. You know, they, you know, they try something once or twice and it doesn't work out and so it doesn't work. And the reality is momentum takes some time to get going. You have to truly dive into something. You have to um, create the energy and use that momentum to keep pushing you forward. You can't make offers on the MLS one week try doing mailers another week and maybe post ads or bandit signs another week and hope that everything's just gonna work out because it involves all of that over again, over again, over again. And it's tedious and frustrating, but the results start to come. I, I kind of actually describe it as like a well pump. It's a lot of work to prime that pump, but once the water's flowing, you know it, it'll keep flowing and it's not that hard to maintain. But if you walk away, you're going to have to reprime that pump again. So, again, it's it's about building up a business, working the business, and staying consistent.
0: Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Now, um, was there ever a time during this journey that you wanted to quit and just say forget it?
1: Uh, yeah. I would say um, even even today, I still have that. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a better way, you know. I think I think what people don't realize is, especially in today's world, is they share so much of the success stories, like so-and-so did this, so-and-so did this, and they don't share the story of somebody rocking themselves in a corner because, you know, their contractor walked out on them or because every single offer this month that they've made got rejected. You know, whatever that may be, you know, it is frustrating and you have to be extremely resilient. You have to be able to dust yourself off. And I'd say my, my key to helping with that is getting good partners, getting the right people that you can work with and not have bad days at the same time. You know, like right. if you're going to get frustrated or whatever, you need a cheerleader that's going to be like, all right, we got this. We got this. Come on, get back up again and let's dig into it. Whereas, you know, if it's all on you, that's a lot of pressure. You know, it's easy to get discouraged and frustrated and, and you know, all kinds of different things have discouraged me over the years, but I think... Um, focusing on the results and making some of my goals about other people, you know, wanting uh, more financial freedom, not just for myself, but for my family and extended family, having freedom of time, being able to leave my day job to go work with Kiwanis and other organizations to be able to get back to the community. When it's about letting other people down, you dig deeper. When it's about letting you down, it's like, eh, it's fine, I'll hit the snooze button. So, you know, getting more people around you that will keep pushing you forward and then keep you from wanting to let other people down is definitely a key.
0: That's awesome. You mentioned Kiwanis and I think I heard you on another recording where you said something about make your goals around or about other people. Let's Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that.
1: So I, I mean, I always use like even an analogy of going to the gym, you know, if you have a workout buddy and you promise to meet them at 6am, if you don't feel like getting out at 6am you go because you don't want to let that person down it's really easy to hit the snooze button if it's just you. And I think the same thing is like when I was going to leave my job, I knew that my parents and my family especially wasn't going to be excited about it. You know, you need that security, you need that stability, you need, and even though they knew I was doing well in real estate, it's still a big jump that they're not comfortable with. So I said, well, before we kind of announce this, let's, you know, plan to take everybody to Hawaii. We're going to take my in-laws, my parents and aunt, you know let's all go to hawaii have a good time you know pay for that and that will make the realization that that things are going to happen well to do that you got to up your income game you know you got to do that many more deals and so for me it was you know really setting that goal but when you're trying to make yourself accountable I already told them that we were going to do this. I was like, hey, everybody block off my son's spring break. We're going to Hawaii, you know, block that week off, plan on it. Well, even if I don't feel like making extra offers, they're going to be super disappointed if we don't do this. So when your goals are about other people, that's huge. And um, it it made sure I was successful. I made sure I got those extra deals and then some because I didn't want to get there. And then we can't Go snorkeling or something. You know, we have to be able to enjoy ourselves over there too. So,
0: very nice. Very nice. Now, you work this business with your husband.
1: Yeah. My husband and I are the owners of the business. He uh, is wonderful and works a full time job. Um, so, that helps with financing, especially when it comes to rental properties. They love seeing a W too. Um, but I, I kind of joke that he is the um, ideas guy. You know, he is always, like I said, learning, growing, things like that to try to, you know, improve himself. And so he throws out these crazy ideas at me and I'm like, not going to happen, not going to work. No. And then I let it stew for a while and I was like, eh, maybe we could do that. So he's definitely my creativity um, for, for our, our business. He definitely comes up with some, some interesting ideas.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. Now, I think uh, you mentioned something about getting over some of your fears, and you mentioned something about mailers versus cold calling. You know, tell us a little bit about like, overcoming these fears when you get started.
1: Um, I think a lot of it comes back to whenever we're going to cold call or send a mailer where somebody's going to call us, I think your instant reaction is, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And, and that's true. You should have some sort of a evolution script, something that you're going to follow to an extent. But I think the focus doesn't need to be on what are you going to say? It's going to be more on that How are we going to get them talking? And I think um, realizing, you know, when you self-focus, you kind of spiral, you kind of get that anxiety, you get that, you know, that struggle of what am I doing? What's working? What's not working? And, and that's tough. So I think again, when you can focus on how am I going to help somebody else, how can I find out their circumstances and make them feel comfortable? And so my biggest advice to somebody, especially when you need to do something uncomfortable out of your comfort zone, whatever that is, think about them, think less about you. And, and that will already mellow you out a little bit. Take some deep breaths, which I'm pretty intense. That's not easy for me to do. Um, but then just ask open-ended questions. Do whatever you can to, um, to try to get somebody else to open up, share their story. And in their story is how you're going to help them, how you're going to get that deal, how you're going to get more information for sure. And um, truly be interested in the other person. I think that's a big thing when it comes to any sort of relationship building. Don't just have a goal of mine as I got to get this deal or, I have to get this data or, I have to get this information care about that other person and things evolve to that easier. And, and I think that kind of comes back to the setting the goals and making things outside of yourself. I think you can do so much more when when the picture is bigger instead of so internal or so self-focused.
0: I love that. That's a great tip, Andrea. You know, because I've, I've heard it also in a similar fashion where, hey, be interested versus being, <clears throat> excuse me, interesting you know, we're interesting. You're talking about me, 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 me. When Mm -hmm. you're interested, you're asking them about them. So that's, that's a huge nugget. And and that's
1: good for both sellers and buyers. I mean, if you're in the wholesale world, you know, you want the seller to give you their story, but the same thing with a buyer, instead of calling up a buyer and saying, what do you want in a deal? Call up a buyer and say, Hey, what do you think about the market right now? I'd love to hear about your last deal. Give them a chance to break. And you can fill all those questions by having a conversation, not by going through some sort of form interrogating them that doesn't build that relationship that hopefully you can use in the future.
0: Absolutely. Now, what are your thoughts on investing out of state right now? Because I think you have some experience investing in the state, correct?
1: Yep, yep. We've invested in sixteen different states, um, and so I actually wrote down the states today because I was like, I know it's sixteen, but what, what, what states were they? I mean, over time, <laughs> you know, some of those deals I did back in, you know, two thousand nine, and like, man, that was a long time ago. So, um, I think investing in a different state and investing in your local market. It all comes down to building that team. And especially right now in a virtual world, we are getting better at doing things via Zoom, um, via the internet, all of that. But I think it's still totally possible, but you have to have people that you can trust. You have to build that team of people that you can rely upon um, and and know that you can rely upon. So I always encourage people to network like crazy when they're going to go out of their own market. Like even me in Denver to Colorado Springs is not, that far away, but it is a different market. It's a different group of people. You need to start networking. And so I always tell people, get in networking groups. You know, a lot of uh, RIAs or meetups and stuff have Facebook groups, have different places that you can network online and get recommendations from other people instead of just cold calling the yellow pages. I mean, you can do that. It just, you're going to shortcut it um, by a lot by networking with other people. And I like going out of state for a lot of different reasons, but I also don't think going out of state is the right answer if it's just the grass is greener. You know, for example, if I'm wholesaling and I'm like, oh, it's so tough here in Denver, you know, it's so tough here in San Diego. Oh, it's so tough. You know, yeah, it is tough, but it doesn't mean it's instantly easier in St. Louis. And I say that because I do some wholesaling in St. Louis. So your reason for going out of market has to be because that market offers something that your market doesn't. So rentals are totally possible in San Diego, but they're expensive and it's hard and it's, it's not the same way you can leverage that the way you could in St. Louis. So, you know, if you're going to go out of state, definitely do it, definitely build the team, but make sure you're going there to um, add to your business. With something that that market offers that your home market doesn't. Don't go there just because you think it's going to be easier. Because, you know, there may be more deals out in Saint Louis, but there's less buyers if your focus is wholesaling. So, you know, figure out what it is that you're going to gain by that market and ensure that market offers that.
0: Awesome, great tip. Now, any major wins, success stories, or learning lessons that you wanted to share in your course or career?
1: Oh, so many wins, so many wins, um, and a lot of lessons learned. Um, I'd say my biggest lesson learned would definitely be trust but verify. You know, I've emphasized so many times to build the team. So important. But You can't just rely on that team blindly. You need to verify the information they give you. Uh, Almost all the mistakes that we've made was just because somebody was like, oh, it's not a big deal. That won't be a problem. You know, a tri-level house with only one bathroom isn't a big deal. People love this community. It'll be fine. I know better than that. But I trusted them thinking, wow, this community must be that great that a tri-level with one bathroom is what people want and it's not. So lessons learned again, trust, but verify, you know, look, you know, make sure the comps say what they said, you know, all of those different things. Um, Wins, I'd say every time I pull off a new strategy that I haven't, you know, that has kind of been a brainchild and then, and made it happen. So I would say, you know, one of our first big wins was um, two properties we did at the same time. And we did a back-to-back closing on them. And the gross profit after, before, you know, closing costs and things like that was $50,000, you know, huge win. Just, I felt like we pulled money out of thin air. Um, and that was cool because it was back when we were still dealing with all of our debt and, and to be able to take, you know, $44,000 and pay off a chunk of debt, you know, like it was, I could sleep better at night. I got a little more oxygen to the brain and I could sleep better um other wins uh one of the brainchild strategies that my husband came up with is do you think we could buy a house without actually buying the house or putting any money down and then do a cash out refinance and i was like you're insane i don't want to talk to you about this and then it simmered in the back of my head for a while and um we found a deal in minnesota that uh it was kind of a a free and clear house and um we wanted it for a certain price. I think we wanted it for like 68,000. And the guy said, well, the most I can discount it to is like 74. And I said, well, could you come down to like 72? And he said, no, 73. So we settled on 73. And I said, okay, we can do 73, but you have to own or carry it for 90 days. So we bought the house with pretty much no money. We just got a contract for deed. So we recorded it into our name. And he held a note for 90 days with the balloon payment for that at the end of those 90 days. And over those 90 days, we refinanced with a small local bank. So we're able to finance it based on the appraised value, not the purchase value. And so it was kind of a, kind of a cool deal. Another, another deal that I did that I love um, was we'd done a handful of lease options, had questionable success with them but we found a gentleman here in Denver that was willing to do a lease option. He was moving to the mountains and you know, had a couple bad experiences with the property. And I said, well, I can't buy it from you yet, but I can do an owner carry for now. You keep the mortgage in your name, all that. Um, and then when we're ready to buy it, I will buy it at whatever it is that you owe. So I negotiated a contract that didn't actually have a dollar amount in it, but it said, whatever the payoff of your loan is, that's what we'll buy it for. And we'll pay all the closing costs. So it was cool as the mortgage, cause the mortgage stayed in his name for like two and a half years. And so the mortgage kept getting paid down and we didn't have to ever finance it or anything like that. And I think we made 20,000 dollars off of that one at the sale. And then, you know, $250, $300 a month along the way. And it costs us again, nothing out of pocket. So anything that sure. I can do creative that costs me nothing up front and makes me a good chunk of change along the way, pretty happy girl.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Now, you mentioned a few strategies in there. Lease option, yeah. no carry. Um, out of all these, do you have a favorite for this kind of economy, this market? Um, do you have a favorite?
1: Oh, that's tough. I, I would say if it comes to, it depends on what you want, what it, what are your end goals are. For me, I would say it's definitely Um, I love wholesale just because it kind of creates money out of nothing. I mean, I shouldn't say out of nothing because again, being real, not just the shiny object story. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but you don't have to have a ton of money up front to make it happen. So I am a big fan of wholesale. And I think what's beautiful about wholesale is it really doesn't matter what's going on in the market, whether the market's up, whether the market's down wholesaling works. So big fan of that. Um, But honestly, I think my favorite strategy overall now is, is rentals. I heard somebody speak at a conference one time and he said, you know, when you make money, you can get rich, but you're not wealthy until you own stuff. And it just hit me like, yeah, because as money comes in, it goes back out. And so until you own an asset that kind of performs without you doing much, that's, that's real wealth. So I love rentals, um, but which actually I'm I'm even more in love with rentals right now. Partially because of what's going on in the economy right now, Um, you know, a lot of people have moved to multifamily and things like that for for leverage. You can get more units and all that, which is great and fabulous too. But I found with people working from home and things like that, people want more space. You know. as, as people are starting to you know, have smaller groups and gatherings and things like that, you know the rental with a yard, even if it's not a huge fancy yard, your, your own space is huge. So I'm a huge fan of single family rentals right now, um, but I always have to learn something new. So um, my husband and I've dived into um, syndications, investing with groups of people and our main focus has been storage units because we all have too much crap. You know, and I think we'll all always have too much crap. So um, I think that storage units has been a great opportunity as well for investments. You know, owning a share of of a big facility that can kick out money every single month is pretty awesome. Plus it's so much easier to evict, so much easier.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) There's no people hopefully in them. (laughs) Right, yes. (laughs) All right, great. So do you have any favorite systems, software, subscriptions? that you use on an ongoing basis for your business?
1: You know, I am very low tech. I am not the most advanced in the world, Um, but a handful of systems, like again, I think everybody should have a working knowledge of Excel. I think Excel is a tool that anybody should be able to use at least in the basic sense. Um, I'm a big fan of just Google Drive, being able to keep all of your stuff in one spot. So no matter if I'm at home or on the road, visiting properties or even on vacation, if somebody should need something I can access all of my information right there. Um, plus if my computer should crash, it's nice to have a backup. Um, but honestly, um, apps and things like that, I'm, I'm just a big fan of networking sites. You know, I spend time on bigger pockets. Um, I, I definitely network on, on Facebook. I try new things all the time when it comes to using like Facebook marketplace to, um, to even list properties or rentals you know the next door app see what i can find out there always trying something new in the social space because i think that's that's something that you know people grumble about it but it's where people spend a lot of time and so i can i can grow my business that way i can grow my network that way and i can kind of find out information about what's going on um, in the investing world without having to read the news constantly i can I can uh, get, to get people's opinions and things that way. So definitely social sites where I can network whether I'm at home or not.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, if you were talking to your younger self, uh, what would you say to your younger self knowing what you now know?
1: I think I would have gotten a plan in place a lot sooner. Um, a couple, I, I think two big pieces of advice. One, um, I mentioned it before, is the trust but verify You know, you do need people. You do need to have people around you to leverage. You know, I can't do everything myself. I actually heard the phrase the other day, you know, um, when you try to do it yourself, eventually you're going to clog your own drain, which is so true. You know, so true. You can't do it yourself. You can get so much more done when you have the right people in place and the right teammates. But again, verify. Always, always, always verify the numbers. Due diligence is so important in this world, like, make sure that you check out that everything is what it says it's going to be. That it's accurate. That that you have the information. So trust but verify. And then I'd say number two, um, I've kind of really gotten into knowing that you know we do have a finite time on this planet. You know that money is money is great, but time is more valuable than that. And so efficiency has been something I've been very obsessed with. And so I think I would have got systems in place a lot sooner. To organize my time and to keep moving myself forward, I think, especially when you're a younger investor, when you're a new investor, you have a tendency to just work on it all the time, but you're not actually getting anywhere. You're busy, but not not necessarily successful, if that makes sense. So, um, I think definitely, you know, make sure that your daily tasks are aligned with your goals. Um, make sure that what you're doing every day of the week is actually going to lead to a result, not just Take up your time. I always tell people, you know, they'll get on like the HUD home store and they'll start looking at houses that have recently foreclosed and, you know, there might be an opportunity there. And I'm like, yeah, but you need a HUD agent to make those offers anyway. Just get an agent that can sort through your criteria and only send you what you need. You know, there's just more efficient ways to do things. So make sure that what you're doing every single day is going to move you forward to those goals and that you're not just busy because. I think you're going to find a lot more fulfillment in life by having more time for things that are more important in life than just focusing on making more money. So,
0: that was awesome, Andrea. Thanks so much for those words of wisdom. Best way to get a hold of you, anything you're working on promoting?
1: Um, you know, I, again, since I'm obsessed with um, wealth, uh, I have a, um, just 20 minute introductory webinar of how to do um, rentals, just rental wealth. Why is it a good thing? How to look at numbers? Just, I, I like uh, I like the keep it simple method. Um, so I have that. If you go to my website, wealthhealthgrowth.com, um, it's a pop-up bar right there. Um, I can send you the link directly and you can put it in the show notes if you want, or feel free to reach out. My email is info at wealthhealthgrowth.com. So. It's
0: been amazing. Thank you so sharing your words of wisdom and and best uh, luck to everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me again. It's great to, you know, realize the evolution of what investing career can provide for somebody. And, and I, I want everybody in this world to have control of their own destiny and financial freedom.
0: Awesome. Thank you again. Absolutely. Wow. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I hope you learned as much as I did or more. So guys, look at the comment thread. If you have seen something or heard something, wanna learn more about something, please put it on the comment link below. If you're not a subscriber yet, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and smash that bell to hear the latest and greatest on the show. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. I'm putting this channel together to hopefully add incredible value to you. And if you want to learn more about investing, you're new to investing, I highly recommend this book, Flex with a Plex. Also, this book, if you're having some challenges, as you can see, everybody on the show had some kind of adversity, including yours truly. So I shared a lot of that on make it a comeback giving you some incredible tips to make a comeback so get either one flex with a Plex, or make it a comeback if you want to get more tips go ahead and go to joemendoza.com again subscribe share like make a comment below i really really appreciate you want to add incredible value and wish you all the best in your success in real estate and in life take care Our company is not responsible for the success or failure of your business decisions relating to any information presented by our company or our company programs, products, and or services.